Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. It's that time of the week again, Friday afternoon, time for the punters, mate. And yes, I'm flying solo once again. Chris Nelson in the chair. I don't have any Sammy Highland. He's still doing his uh, trek around the countryside. He tells me, though, he will be back next Friday, which will be nice. I might take the day off. Uh, Gibbo might be joining me uh, later on in the show for five minutes or so. But basically, I'm uh, flying solo this afternoon on the punters, mate. But looking forward to a really good show. We've got some terrific guests on today. Uh, Navesh Ramdani, who of course is the general manager of the Gold Coast Race Course, uh, he'll be joining us first up to get a, a bit of an idea of how the track uh, may play uh, for the big day tomorrow. Uh, we know the rail's in the true position. We've had some rain, obviously. We had another six mils or so overnight at the Gold Coast. Uh, did track or did uh, uh, did put the track into the uh, the soft seven range this morning. So hopefully we'll get some improvement going forward into Saturday. We'll speak to Maddie Sears, of course, who who won uh, the King of the Mountain with uh, Yellow Brick last Saturday night at Toowoomba, the inaugural running of the King of the Mountain. Very, very exciting. And, of course, Steady Ready clocked in third, so first and third for the Sears Stable. Desley Forster, who uh, trains, of course, Emerald Kingdom, who won the buffering at uh, Ig- sorry, last uh, Saturday. Uh, that horse is just very, very hard to catch for us tipsters and punters. But uh, for Desley, been an absolute cash cow since uh, she got involved with the horse earlier or later now, last year. And we'll talk to Tim Rowe, of course. Tim Rowe's from ANZ Bloodstock. Now, Tim's going to give us his top five yearlings to have a look out for at the Magic Million sales next week. Uh, And I will be speaking to Tim every day next week on Magic Millions Radio, as you can catch on SEN track uh, between 10 and 11 Queensland time, right right from Monday morning. So looking forward to that. Uh, Any news this week? Uh, Just some, some Magic Millions news. If you haven't caught up with Skirt the Law being a scratching... Of course, from the uh, the two-year-old race tomorrow, due to that wide barrier, Tony Gollins elected not to run. He'll go straight into the race next week. And just one of our friends of the show, uh, Dan Beasley, or Danny Beasley, who we've spoken to a couple of times, uh, Sam and myself, and I know I did speak to uh, or speak with Dan on Magic Millions Radio uh, last January. Uh, of, course, of course, he rode Mirror Mirror to victory all those years ago. Dan's made his return to Australia after many, many years in Singapore, and he rode a winner yesterday up on the Riverina. So good luck to Dan. Hopefully we'll get him on the show going forward, see how he's settling into life back in Australia. Now, before we go any further, we've got to catch up with Navesh Ramdani from the Gold Coast Turf Club. Navesh, good afternoon to you. Uh, very good afternoon to you, Chris. How do we find you? Uh, how's your week been? How's the stress levels leading into uh, what is a massive week on the Gold Coast? Yeah, look, most definitely uh, a really good two weeks of uh, racing. And uh, yeah, the build-up has been exciting. It's been um, stressful with the weather. But mm. uh, look, we had 16 mils of rain we measured yesterday and another six and a half this morning. Uh, puts us 
into the soft seven range, but I can tell you just looking at the Bureau's latest forecast as we speak, they're saying that it's going to be uh, 28 degrees today and 28 tomorrow. So certainly a, a bit of improvement to come. I think we uh, will be on an improving soft track tomorrow. So, if, uh, okay. The big question, do you think we could get down to a soft six or a soft five? A soft six might be a chance. Yeah, look, I think so. Uh, certainly a soft six and... Um, Hopefully, would, would, uh, the only thing is the breeze is coming more from the south to southeast. Generally, they're the cooler breezes. They're not as dry and as, you know, if it's coming anywhere from the north. So, you know, I just think that um, generally it's not uncommon for the track to have, you know, two upgrades during the course of the race day. So we'll, we'll see how it improves today. I think we'll be fairly close to a six this afternoon, uh, later this afternoon. And then um, we'll, we'll assess after the gallop in the morning. Uh, yep. I think we'll probably go up a six and and then improve into a five at some point in the afternoon. Now, we haven't raced there for, for two Saturdays, but the meetings uh, prior to those, we've had a cutaway in place, and, and we've had some dry tracks, obviously, but we've seen a lot of the uh, jockeys head to the outside. Now, do you think that might be the case again tomorrow? Look, with the, with the, the soft track, they, they do seem to skirt out a little bit wider, but... Um, mm. Since we, we last raced, which is uh, on Saturday, will be three weeks ago, um, I've already drained the track, aerated it right across. So generally, that evens out the track if there is any, um, you know, if there is any advantage to be out wide. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to go out wide, but um, you know, just given the natural, uh, you know, the, the shape of the track, it does sort of tend to put a, a horses a little bit out wider when it's a bit softer. Um, I hope we, you know, as I said, I don't think there's any reason to go out wide, but um, yeah, jockeys will go out, they'll assess it, they'll find where the best place is to race their horses. But yeah, you, you're quite right, you pointed out that uh, we've had a cutaway rail and the rail was out wide, you know, three and a half metres at the last meeting, three metres before that, and two and a half. So, you know, the the way that rail position was set up it sort of lent itself to horses just keeping um you know middle to outside when they were racing so with the rail back in the true i think it'll be a different it'll be a different set of circumstances and you know i think they'll stay a lot truer than what they've been in the weeks leading up to this that's great information now now next saturday has a decision been made on the rail placement for next saturday's yet no look we're trying to be as close to true as we can um uh, I'll assess the track after the races on Saturday and uh, see whether we push the rail out just a touch around the home turn. Uh, that's generally where the wear is at its worst. Um, I found with this track, there's minimal um, wear on the back straight, the pull-up and the front straight. Most of the wear, as is with any track, is around the, the home turn. So more than likely, if there's you know wear from the, the race meeting, I'll, I'll just pop it out one metre around the home turn and then back in the true in the straight and, and leave the rest of the track true. So that's pretty much what I'm thinking, but I'll have to assess it after the last on Saturday. All right. Now we get to the last race next Saturday, and that's when big things start to happen. We're not going to race on the turf at the Gold Coast. Is it for about eight months? Yeah, that's, the, that's sort of the proposal at the moment. We, you know, at this point in time, as soon as the last race is run on Magic Millions, the Monday after the 16th, we rip into the renovation of that track. The first thing we do is we've got to put in the tunnel uh, for you know for the, the, the infield access. 
Um, so that, that will go in first up. We'll start to strip the grass out. Um, it's important to note we're not we're not significantly changing the profile of this track. And the one thing that everyone knows is that the Gold Coast handles racing so well week in week out. So uh, you know the underlying ground conditions are conducive for that. Or the plan of the renovation is really to reshape the track so it's cambered correctly, uh, and and also add a little bit of drainage. And, and it gets a brand new irrigation system. So those are the three main criteria for the track renovation. And I think you'll find, uh, you know, over the years, the Gold Coast Turf Club or the Gold Coast track itself, uh, its shape changes. There's a little bit of a reverse camber. And, and sometimes the pattern of racing is, is sort of dictated by how that track shape is, has has changed over the years. And, and so we re it now so that when we when we start racing on this track, it will lend itself to uh, you know horses keeping a much more uh, straight line as they turn for home and and sort of not throwing them out to the middle or to the outside for that matter. So um, you know it's important that uh, the the cambers are consistent and and that's what we aim to achieve with this construction. Alrighty, now whilst that uh, renovation is taking place, so we saw the poly track. Uh, in action for some trials earlier in the week. Will the poly track, uh, is, will we be racing every Saturday as usual at the Gold Coast, but on the poly track uh, in the uh, in the interim? Yeah, look, the plan at this point is to is to race uh, most Saturdays. Uh, we we also the Gold Coast Turf Club also operates Bow Desert Race Club, so we'll we'll put a few uh, Saturdays to Bow Desert, but the majority of which would be run here on the Gold Coast on the poly track. Now you would have seen some barrier trials and. Uh, the, the track's just over a month old now, and we, you know, we've got to refine some of the maintenance uh, for race day preparation. And we're working with Polytrack. Uh, the important thing there is to note that we, we've installed an irrigation system that goes in with the Polytrack, uh, and and the aim of that is to um, be able to apply some irrigation prior to uh, the first race, and and that helps in dropping the temperature. Um, and the, the key thing with the polytrack is is surface temperature, and uh, if we're able to water it just before the first race, we'll be able to drop the temperature and hold together a lot better. Uh, that's mostly in the summer periods, and in the winter when the temperature's cooler, uh, you know, we we probably wouldn't need to do it as much. But it's it's certainly something that we have to develop um, actual process, and uh, we will do that. Uh, over the next few weeks and be ready to race on the 28th of January. All right. Now, before I let you go, how are you enjoying life on the Gold Coast? Pretty cruisy? Oh, look, um, I wish that was the case, but um, look, it's been very, very chaotic and, and fast-paced since I arrived. Uh, you know, pretty much the week I got here was the week we started the construction. So uh, there hasn't been a great deal of, uh, you know, downtime. It's yeah, been it's full on. And it's probably going to be the same for the next nine months. But um, look, it's been uh, definitely for myself and our family. We've been, you know, very well settled now. We've been here seven months. We're getting into life on the Gold Coast, and you know, work's always busy, regardless of where you are. If you're a race course manager, and uh, you know, it's all about uh, having a well settled family. And uh, at the moment, we we find our feet really well. Oh, that's good. Excellent, Navesh. You're doing a fantastic job down there at the Gold Coast. Keep up the great work. Good luck for uh, the next seven days, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you shortly. Thank you very much, Chris. You have a lovely day. You too. Thanks, Navesh. Navesh Ramdani there joining us.
uh, general manager of the Gold Coast Racecourse. He does an outstanding job and uh, always very generous with his time. Now, of course, if you missed a big race at Toowoomba last Saturday night, the king of the mountain, I know one person who didn't miss it, but let's have a listen to the race first. Off in the king of the mountain. And a beautiful start away as well. And steady, ready, began the best. Pounces straight on early supremacy and clears out a length and a quarter. Over Yellow Brick, followed by Argyle Lane, the third runner away. Followed then by Alpine Edge, who's poised fourth the outside. Two further back to Simply Fly. Northern Express is next. There clear over Chatty Lady. A long way back to Jaswe Bell together there with Nick and over last chance. And mass destruction is at the tail end of the field as they climb the famous Clifford Park Hill coming down past the 650 and it's steady ready in front leading the charge by three parts of a length over yellow brick the outside of Argyle Lane then came Alpine Edge and also Chatty Lady who's been put off the bit simply fly the fence Northern Express is next Jay Sweet Bell's coming into the picture but it's four and five deep on the bend Nick and over is next of all straightening up for the run of the judge at the 270 steady ready in front but yellow brick claims it on the outside Alpine Edge is coming at the pair it's Yellow Brick in front. Alpine Edge is grinding away. Yellow Brick in front. Yellow Brick is the king of the mountain. Yellow Brick beating home. He certainly was the king of the mountain. And once he got up outside, his stable made steady ready. I don't think any of us had any doubt. Well, I didn't that he was going to win. Maddie Sears joins me. Maddie, did you have any doubt that he'd win from there? Look, um, coming to the turn, I started to get very excited. Um, there's a, actually a video of myself and more my family that were there. We sort of did a bit of an early crow. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I had no doubts. As soon as the top of the straight, um, as soon as the top, the top of the straight come and he was, you know, absolutely jogging, I thought, oh, my God, I think we're home here. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I, I think once Ben, um, once Ben got him out of the gates and, he just sort of steadily worked his way across. I mean, he didn't uh, rush rush yellow brick, got him across quite comfortably. And and you knew from there that he was, he's just, from what we've seen of him, once he gets anywhere near the lead, he's just impossible to get past. And Steady Ready was always going to be a little bit of a, a query at the trip. But, yeah, I can't believe the price, Matty. I know it's all very well to say that after the race, and you hear it all the time, but, gee, it was a good price. Yeah, look... Um... You know, obviously, he was sort of the underrated horse of the race, I guess. You know, all the other horses have listed and group credentials next to their name. But, you know, if you actually go through his races, which many people have, have done so now, there's probably more form come out of his races than anything else in the field. Like, it's crazy the horses that have won, that have that have raced behind him um, and the times that he's been running, you know, we were pretty confident um, in going into the race and then the barriers come out and that sort of worried us a little bit. But Ben Thompson, he, he never had any doubts even before the final field was put out. He said to Daddy, he said, there's not one horse in this race that'll beat Yellow Brick. And he was extremely bullish um, about about him in the race. Um, but yeah, we had we had no doubts at all. And yeah, it was crazy. My partner, he actually backed him at $34. Wow. Um, that was when Apache chased. Apache Chase was still in the field. There was early markets, um, so he, yeah, he he won a pretty big, uh, pretty big check off him punting wise. But yeah, I thought he would have come in a little bit more than what he did. But I suppose you know you've got Alpine Edge and Argyle Lane and those sort of horses in it that they thought was, you know, the main contenders in it, which I guess they were. They both run top four, um, yeah. 
that we had no doubt um, with with Yellow Brick and obviously like Steady Ready, he ran an enormous race. He was very brave in, in hanging on for third, we thought as well. Now, I saw you after the race and you were obviously very excited and, and so you should have been, but you did mention that I, I think you purchased the horse for 20000 Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, Had and I can't take any credit for for picking the horse or anything like that because we weren't even at the sale um, for Moroni and Catherine Brueggemann um, that are our bloodstock agents. They rung us and said, there's a horse here, you have to buy it. And we were like, okay, no worries. We saw it on, we looked at the photos and we thought, oh, yeah, it's a pretty nice horse, you know, whatever. <laughs> and they said, you went, we sort of went in with sort of having to spend about 50 to 60. Um, and then when we got him vetted, he had a very small fragment in his back fetlock. Um, and we rang Glenn Laws, our vet. He said, wouldn't be a problem. If you want to take it out, take it out. If you want to leave it in, leave it in. So we thought, okay, well, you know, that's two grand if we operate. So we'll just add two grand extra to what we're willing to spend. And we nearly fell over um, when he was knocked down to us for, I think it was, yeah, it was 20 or 21,000. Um, and he, obviously, he comes straight to the farm here. And I, I rang Dad and I said, holy hell, this is a nice horse. You won't believe it when you see him in the flesh. And, yeah, we've never looked back since. And when he got him onto the track and, and, and doing track work, etc., did he, he strike you as above average then? Was he running good times? Yeah, as a young horse, he's always um, been very Im- like immature, sort of around his two-year-old. You know, we never bought him to be a two-year-old. We were surprised when he did win his mate and, you know, when we did step him out as a two-year-old. And that's why we put him away um, for a while and let him mature and stuff because he was always this big gangly sort of horse. Um, but he always... He always had the ability there. His legs were going in every which way direction, but they were going in those directions very fast. Um, but, yeah, we never – we always sort of thought from from really the word go that he was going to be a pretty serious horse. And, yeah, he's just kept, you know, going above expectations every time he steps out. Well, he's only had six starts. He's won five of them, of course. So on what you're saying, there's plenty, plenty more improvement to come. Yeah, I, you know, Dad and I think there's plenty more improvement to come. You know, the one start where he got beat um, was on that wet track. And, you know, even though he won his maiden on a wet track, we still, like, we think that, you know, he's a totally different horse when it's wet like that. You know, I think if the track was dry, he, he may not have got beaten and he might have a perfect mm. record. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, you know, we'll... The proofs in the proofs in the results really, and every time he steps out, he keeps getting better and better. You know, he break he broke the twelve hundred meter track record here in Toowoomba, and you know we have the um, the Wheatwood and all those very fast twelve hundred meter races in Toowoomba. So I think it's a, it's a fair statement um, to say that he's well and truly above above average, really. Now his next goal will be the uh, the Magic Millions three year old Guineas next Saturday. Yeah, so he's um, he's on track for that. He had his First gallop um, back this morning um, and all the data on the e-tracker shows he's definitely on track for that. Um, but, yeah, he's great. He's come through the run really well. We've actually got him here at the farm today, um, at spending the day out here with Steady Ready, Red Wave and Jacked Up um, that won at Gatton yesterday. So he's, um, yeah, he's living a high life out at the farm in a paddock. Having a bit of having a bit of downtime, but yeah, so he'll he'll head into that, and then he will go for a break, um, win, lose or draw. He's well and truly earned himself a holiday after the Magic Millions. Yeah, he sure has, and what? And then a winter carnival uh, preparation. Yeah, we'll look at. We'll, we want to bring him back to do like a Queensland Derby prep. Um, yep. We've got to sit down and work out, work backwards, basically from the Derby. Um, but there's some great races 
you know, over the winter carnival for him, you know, and there's also that slot race, that archer, um, the 1300 metre race at the end of April. Yeah, at the end of April, I believe, um, in Rocky. So that, you know, could be a could be a good first up run for him. We just don't know. So we just got to work backwards from what our goals are and, and go from there. Now, of course, Steady Ready, you mentioned, uh, ran third, of course, in the uh, the King of the Mountain. Ran a terrific race. Uh, nominated for next week's Guineas yeah. as well. Will he take his place? No, no, he's not heading towards there. Um, we're still working out exactly what we're, what we're going to do for him. In a couple of weeks, there's a um, three-odd handicap, a thousand Sunshine Coast Cup day. So I'd say, you know, that's probably where, where he will head to. Um, and then he may even have a break and we'll bring him back for um, the three-year-old duel. That's sort of his one of his main goals um, early this year is, is the duel for him. Um, yep. And I think, yep. you know, he's going to be highly competitive in that, you know, he's certainly stamped his, stamped his uh, authority um, in the King of the Mountain. You know, there are a lot of good horses that finish behind him, and he certainly certainly wasn't weak at the end. He just happened to, to get run down by two very handy uh, horses that run further than 1,200. All right. Now, for you guys, you've got a pretty light weekend, which is something uh, right out of the ordinary. You've got runners at the Sunshine Coaster tonight, three runners, and one runner tomorrow at Bell, which is uh, a non-tab meeting. Can you give us a leg up for any of these horses tonight? Yeah, look, Dan and I are really happy with how those three um, are heading into the heading into the races tonight. You know, it was a fantastic ride by Jake Malloy on a loose road the other day and she's come on even better um since that run you know she's going to relish that little bit further in distance um i think you know she'll be right in the finish i saw last night it was like seven dollars fifty or something i couldn't believe it um and then yeah the other two horses like they're both absolutely knocking at the door on a win um yeah we're honestly we couldn't be happy with any of them and you know it wouldn't surprise me if all three of them won or one of each one like one of them won because they're we couldn't have them going into the races tonight any better. All right. Do you have to make the trip to the Sunshine Coast tonight or have you given that to somebody else? Mum, um, Dad and Patrick, our foreman, are going. I'm staying home and organise all the gallops and stuff. All righty. Well, it never ends, does it, Maddie? Oh, I know that Dad, it... As far as I know, yeah, Dad's driving Jake up. He's, he's given him a list up so they can talk tactics all the way to the sunny coast and home. <laughs> Um, as I said, it never ends. I sent you a congratulatory text last Saturday night and didn't get anything back, but it came back at 4.45 the next morning. So you can't have been out <laughs> celebrating. You, you can't have been out celebrating too long or else you had one massive hangover. But there you go. You're back at work. You were probably up earlier than 4.45 too. So <laughs> it never ends, does it? Uh, look, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that, yeah, no, my, my boyfriend and I, we got home at quarter to seven in the morning. Oh, so you're still awake? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely wasn't getting up to go to work, I can assure you. (laughs) Don't say that, Maddie. We had everyone sucked in there that uh, you're up at 4.45 and working. (laughs) Anyway, we'll let you go. We'll let you go. Congratulations again to yourself and your dad and everyone, the whole family concerned with uh, Yellow Brick. He's an absolute ripper. I can't wait to see him go around next Saturday in the Guineas, and I, for one, will be tipping him. I don't care what barrier he draws. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. No problems. Thanks, Maddie. All the best. Uh, Maddie Sears joining us there, of course, uh, co-trainer with her father, uh, Tony, of for Yellow Brick, uh, winning the uh, the King of the Mountain, the inaugural running of the King of the Mountain at Toowoomba last Saturday.
Tom will go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll catch up with Desley Forster. Is the punters, mate, on SEN. Asked to go. Zucchina is hunting the rail. Then Rabamos, King of Hastings, Sea Raider, Zethus. You called it a mile back. And then came Horner in the straight. Emerald Kingdom in full flight leads the way. Taxu getting about his business. Then Brigantine. Rabamos, you called it down the outside. Emerald Kingdom is still the leader. Emerald Kingdom is still the leader. 100 left to run. They're not going to catch him. He's first out and first home. Emerald Kingdom first. Rabamos up for second. Emerald Kingdom winning the buffering at Doombin last Saturday. And of course, Emerald Kingdom's trainer is Desley Forster. Desley joins us this morning, or sorry, this afternoon. Desley, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. How do we find you on this Friday afternoon? Set for a, a big day of racing tomorrow? Uh, no, quiet day. Quiet day for you. I don't uh, think you've got any runners, have you? Uh, no, just a couple of Ipswich tomorrow and, you know, quiet weekend. All right. Now, uh, Emerald Kingdom... Look, I can't catch him. I'll be totally honest. I did tip him at Eagle Farm in the Loch Ney and then jumped off last week uh, in the buffering. He's just an old war horse, isn't he? You've only recently picked him up. What was the story there? Uh, he came online at Magic Mins in the online auction and sort of, sort of I thought seeing he was quite a cheap buy, so I sort of bought him and... Yeah, and I thought oh, I'll just keep him and race him myself, but I had a heap of people ring up and want to go in him and heap of friends, so I put them in and, yeah, so we haven't looked back. Yeah, I noticed there's probably, uh, I'm looking at the owners now, there's probably, I don't know, 10, 12, um, just looking at the numbers here. And Desley, next time you get one, can you give me a call? Because I wouldn't mind being a part of something like this. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite a um, good bunch of people and, I said they're yeah. all having a great time. They are. I recognise some of the names in there. I didn't realise some of them are in there, but uh, good luck to them and doing really well. Now, where does he go next, Emerald Kingdom? He's racing at the Gold Coast uh, next Saturday. Which race is he going into? Uh, no, he's only eligible to run in one race. Yep. Um, Which one's that? He's only eligible in the uh, Magic Means Cup. That's the 1,400 metre race? Uh, yep. Okay, now will um, Brody Loy or Jimmy Byrne ride him in that race? Um, Jimmy Byrne will ride. Um, Brody's is um, stable rider for Annabelle, and they're not quite sure about Hollyfield. So um, Brody sort of said, "Look, they're not quite sure what they're going to do." So he sort of said to me, "Look, I don't want you to miss." out on a good rider just in case Hollyfield goes in, he'll have to ride it. So he's um, 
yeah, so he's sort of relaying the ride and Jimmy's jumps back on. Hey, will you have any other runners on the day? I'm looking um, through the... I'm trying to skim through the noms as no, we no. Uh, as we speak, yeah. No, no other runners. I'll just... Um, I'll just be him. Okay. Now, do you know what, why was he put up for sale? I mean, Rob Heathcote was training him. I don't know who the owners were, but... He seemed to be going along okay. What was the reason for the sale? Have you any idea? Um, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I think it might have just been the owners dispute. I'm not quite sure. But, um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what the issue was. And don't really care now yeah. either, I'm guessing. Well, not really. But I said um, everyone's very happy bunch of owners. Everyone's he doesn't owe anyone any money, so look it was all looking very pear shaped early. Mm-hmm. Or in the first boarding, but um yeah, it's all, it's all turned out very rosy. Now he did now. win the uh yeah, it has. He did win the Archer, of course, uh, last year, the inaugural running of the Archer at um at Rockhampton, is that the sort of race he can target? And I happen to look at the conditions of the race and the weights, etc. But is that the sort of race he could target again? Uh, yep. So he will run on Saturday and then he'll have a break after Saturday. And he will be targeted back towards the Archer. If we've said we've got to get a slot first. So um, I'll start doing a little bit of work and hopefully I can get a slot for him for, yeah, for the archer. Now, just a couple of um, your other runners that you've had going around the last few weeks, one that I thought would run really well uh, recently was D Manara, and I just missed out. He ran second at Eagle Farm, beaten by Petunia late in that race. He looks close to a win, D Manana, ex, ex-Hong Kong horse, is that right? Uh, yeah, um, he came to me because he just wasn't doing well in Hong Kong. He had good form before he went over there and he performed quite well over there. But then he just sort of lost um, lost all form. So I was lucky enough to um, know some people from Kevin Thomas that asked me if he's got a good dealing with the Hong Kong team. And he asked me if I'd... Um, train him and I have and he first up run was super second up run was very plain and his last next two runs have been very good so he's in at Ipswich on tomorrow's a run but I'm not quite sure if I'll run him he's got a big weight and a bit of an awkward gait and track's a bit wet there at the moment so we'll wait to see how the track draws but he may run on Wednesday instead at Doombin instead. He, look, he looks very, very close to, to a win, Desley, that's for sure. And you had a win yesterday with Secret Cash at Gatton. Yeah, well, they went to Gatton and they said Secret Cash won. She, I said she's probably been a bit unlucky. Like, the form around her has been very good, like that um, mayor, Tony Gollins, that filly that won the art gateway. She just beat her length to her first start back in the spell. And she's probably been unlucky. She's running some nice maidens. So, yeah, it was good to get a win yesterday for um, Kelly and Cam Bond. And hopefully we can just pick and choose where we run and find some nice race for for, for breeding-wise in the future. All right, Desley, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Much appreciated. Good luck uh, next Saturday with Emerald Kingdom. We certainly will be cheering him home. Thanks, you. Thanks, Chris.
No worries. Thanks, Desley. Desley Forster joining us there uh, to talk about Emerald Kingdom, who, of course, uh, was the winner of the buffering last week, as we heard, and heads off to the Gold Coast uh, next Saturday. Now, don't forget, Queensland is your place to race this summer. The Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Certainly does for the next two weeks. Visit racingqueensland.com.au for any further details. Really looking forward to this next segment because this man has been a massive help to me over the last couple of years. His name is Tim Rowe. He's from ANZ Bloodstock. I know nothing pretty much about Bloodstock. He knows everything. Now, Tim, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Chris. Thanks for having me back on again. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's great to have you on. And just for those that don't know, uh, Tim will be joining me every day next week while I host the, uh, the Magic Millions radio show between 10 and 11 on SEN Track. Queensland only. That's Queensland time. It's not national, just in Queensland. But Tim will be keeping us up to date with uh, the yearlings to watch, the sales from the previous day, all that we need to know about the sales going on at the Gold Coast. He will be right across everything. And Tim... I wanted you to come on today, this afternoon, just so you could give us perhaps your top five that we can look forward to next week, the ones that you think will uh, attract plenty of attention at the sales. Well, I've only arrived yesterday, and as you know, the weather's beautiful compared to, say, Sydney at the moment. But yes. uh, look, and, and don't hold me to this. I've picked out no, five and sort of spoken yeah, spoken to a few people, but like like the form and doing your, when you're betting, you've got to be agile and change. So come next week, this could all change particularly x-rays have a big uh, impact on this. But uh, an obvious one that people will know, the pedigree is the, the sister to Sunlight, which is lot 399, goes through on day two from Widdenstud. Um, she's a filly. So no matter what, even if she doesn't race, her value is immense as a broodmare. So breeders, obviously racing people that want to race a good horse will look at this filly very closely. Um, the full brother last year at English Easter made $3 million to Coolmore Stud. Um, so there's a lot of, I hate the term probably, you know, boxes ticked, but she certainly uh, ticks, ticks it and I'm told she's a nice type. So I'd expect her to make, you know, good money. And the breeders, um, you know, won't be obviously Widden Stud and Dan Fletcher from Chalimon, they've got to share for that horse. They won't be giving it away, of course, but, uh, you know, she's got mm. a lot of value and will be right up there. Now, when did you say that was? Tuesday? Uh, that's that's Wednesday, day two, Wednesday. so that's what, 399. But if we move back to day one, early in the uh, on day one is what, 76? Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. It's by Pirata. It's our first season stallion from Aquas Farm. He won a group one. He won the Galaxy, I think it was, um, for Greg Hickman. Now, Aquas Farm and, you know, their supporters managed to, well, they've got a lot of nice mares and able to attract a lot of nice mares. And one of those was was Loving Gabby, that everyone will know, one of uh, Group 1s as well, Kieran Maher and Dave Eustis. Um, great family. you know. The, uh, so, again, that filly has a lot of residual value. Um, I expect she'll create a lot of interest on day one. Um, and Sedgen Ho started uh, selling uh, selling her on behalf of Phoenix Thoroughbred to, to Breda. Um, and Sedgino have a great draft. They always do under the manager Peter O'Brien there. Um, so he'll be, yeah, well, she'll be, she'll be very popular, I expect. And of course, I'm invincible, the, the reigning champion stallion, as everyone knows. 
Um, of course, his Colts and Phillies will be very popular. And Coolmore have got one on day four, so that's the uh, Friday, Friday lot six seventy six. Um, the first file out of Booker, who won the twenty nineteen Oakley Plate for Matt Ellett and Simon Zara, and Coolmore paid one point six million for Booker um, a couple of years ago, carrying this invincible Colt. Um, I'm told again, sort of talk to people. He's a real standout, you know. So there's a lot going in his favour. I'd expect him to be very, very popular with all the these top end. You know, a lot of people, as you know, Chris, can't play at the top end. So it's no. But the people that do, uh, you know, they'll be all looking in very closely. And it's just again, how high they go, how far, whether it's one million or whether it's you know half a million to two million. I don't know anyone's guess at this stage. Um, and yeah, as I said, X-rays will have a big bearing on the final price. I'd suggest. All right, so that's three ninety nine, seventy six, and six seventy six. You got a couple of others? I do. Um, now Saturday night is going to be. I certainly on pedigree is going to be a busy night after a long day at the races. So um, for those paying attention, I wouldn't drink too much in the heat at the Gold Coast on Saturday afternoon. Um, but there's because there is some nice horses going through that people will know. Uh, Dan Dean Stud have got lot nine one three, which is the brother to. Isotope that a lot of people will know for Tony Gollan and Black Soil Bloodstock and um, the half-sister's already won, the two-year-old half-sister called Mighty that Tony Gollan's got by Spirit of Booms already won this season. So yep. a lot happening in that pedigree. Deep Field is a machine in Hong Kong. All the Hong Kong buyers love him, so I suspect Hong Kong Jockey Club will be looking very closely and those guys plus Black Soil Bloodstock and, and everyone else. So... Um, Expect he'll be very popular on Saturday night, as will um, I'm a star, or they fold out of I'm a star that people will know. That's what 950 from Newgate Farm, bred by Matthew Sandblom and Shane Nichols, of course, trained I'm a star. Um, he bought the first bowl last year from the sale out of uh, I'm a star by Deepfield for about, I think it was 600,000 or so. Um, speaking to Shane not that long ago, that he's a very nice horse and Deep fields traditionally aren't super early, so I think he's had preparation in and out and he'll be back in for the autumn, hoping to get into some nice races. So, um, again, this Fastnet Rock Colt, you know, there's a lot going in his favour. Fastnet Rock's fair to say he's in his twilight of his career, been a great stallion, so it's one of the last opportunities to get a nice um, colt by him. So he'll, he'll be popular, I think, late on Saturday night. All right, so what numbers? 399, 76, 676, 913. Yep, and 950. And 950. So those last two on the Saturday night when there'll be a few, uh, as you say, you need to lay off the, um, lay off the hard stuff if you go into the sales on, uh, on Saturday night. You'd be bidding way out of your range. That's right. And I'll just throw, I know you said only five, but I'll just, again, on Saturday night, like 965 is the... I'm Invincible Colt, the first poll out of in her time, her one group ones for Chris Lees and Ben Smith, as people know, um, year long owns that man now and paid um, you know, two point two million for her for a couple of years a couple of years ago. So um, that's the first poll coming through and he's a very nice type as well. All right, we'll keep our eyes on those through the week. I'll chat to you again on Monday morning. Looking forward to that. Uh, big week for you, obviously, probably the busiest week of the year, would that be right? Uh yeah, I'll sustain a number of days. The national sale here on the Gold Coast with the mayors and all that, uh, and the Weanlings is very busy, but it's certainly after 
uh, there's a lot of people here this week and as you know it's great party time but also very mm. important to the industry it's a major industry sale that shapes shapes the shapes the year i guess or sets the market as everyone says yeah tim thanks for your time this afternoon look forward to chatting to you next week thanks very much chris thanks tim Tim Rowe joining us there from ANZ Bloodstock. Uh, he's the man with all the information and all the knowledge when it comes to the, uh, the sales next week. And I'm looking forward to chatting to him on Magic Millions Radio. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Well, of course, all eyes are on the Gold Coast this week. And the unofficial mayor of the Gold Coast is our good friend, Gibbo from brizzyracers.com.au, Blair Gibson. Gibbo, good afternoon to you. Hello, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm very well. How is it all down there on the Gold Coast this week? I'll be very, very busy time. Not as busy as next week, but the build-up's always busy as well. Oh, it's been a long summer carnival, Chris. I'm, oh, I can nearly see the finish. I'm like a 400-metre hurdler just coming into the straight. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's busy. It's busy. Uh, everything's happening. We've had a bit more rain than expected, but um, I'm still thinking we'll sort of probably start on a five um, and possibly get an upgrade through the day. But obviously, more to come on that. Yeah. Well, we spoke to um, we spoke to Navesh earlier on. Uh, he's saying a seven uh, as of this morning, and then. Yeah, he thinks a six and a five, uh, and maybe you know he he did even mention possibility of two upgrades in a day. So, I, I think the good thing now is that all the rains passed. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And as as you've learnt um, in the last uh, five or six years, Chris, uh, it doesn't take much to suck up some juice out of the ground here in Queensland. You get a hot you get a oh, hot yeah. day on the in Brisbane or the Gold Coast and. It can be, uh, it can dry things out very quickly. Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does, and that's exactly what's going to happen uh, this afternoon or today and uh, and tomorrow. Now we better find some winners. It's a tough day. Uh, how do you think the track will play? I know these last few meetings that they've gone to the outside, even on dry ground. But Devesh tells me he doesn't expect that that should happen. He's done a lot of work on the track in the last two weeks. Yeah, I don't think it should happen, but it will. Um, yeah. Often. When these um, interstate jockeys come up, they always go off, no matter what. Um, yeah. Any big meetings where the southern jockeys come up, they go to the inside. It doesn't matter what rating it is. Um, and just sort of seeing what it did there a few weeks ago on that, I, I think they'll come middle of the track and possibly keep coming further as the day goes on. So that's the way I see it. That's the way I've sort of done my form. But um, it does make it a bit tricky, you know, because the good jocks can still draw well and, and get them off, you know. You, you wouldn't say J-Mac couldn't do that to a horse, so it just makes no. it that bit trickier. Now, when you say that, are you thinking about Jun Quira in race five? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Initially, you think you beauty, but um, I think he, you know, J-Mac's one of those jocks who, who just always comes to the middle, so he'll find a way, I think. But um, the problem with a horse like that is it's a bit of a get-back too, so... Yep. Where it lands is a bit of a query. I've got it on top, but gee, it's um, you know, you start getting horses like it getting short enough when they're going to have to have luck as well. So I don't just need to be the best; they might need a bit of luck. So on top, but yeah, geez, it's the way I'm thinking it now. Yeah, it's going to need a, a really good ride. All right. So what what are your best bets uh, tomorrow? It's a, it's a tough day, and as you say, it's made tougher knowing 
or not knowing where where certain jockeys and horses are going to end up and what path they're going to take. So is there anything you can hang your hat on? There's a few I'll mention. I'll mention race two, number seven, Quasimodo. It's one who should get to the outside and, you know, small field. I actually think the, this uh, Gold Nugget, the boys' event's quite weak compared to the girls. And I think he's found a really winnable race. I think Royal Entrance will roll along, try and kill it. Quasimodo will get to the outside, and I think we'll run it down late. So I think he gets the right part. Happy with it in race two, Quasimodo. Um, race five. Uh, no, not race five. I'm going to move on to... I'm trying to find them here now. Like, I'll oh, will just win again, won't it, Chris? But I'm not I'm not tipping it because it's uh, cause too short. So. Yeah, wait. Well, yeah. Look, she's she's very very progressive. She's won those two races by big margins and has had gas in the tank. And I think the uh, the impressive factor is she's been running Saturday times easily. Saturday times, probably stakes times. Uh, so she she should be winning. But good luck jumping into the dollar seventy five around that price. Not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think race seven could be a bit of value. The class four plate Colts uh, and Entires and Geldings. I um. Look, initially I'm with Daytona. I thought, again, gate 12, as long as they sort of spread out a bit, I think there's enough speed here for them to spread out. And Craig Williams is a key booking. I think he can sort of land midfield on this horse. He's been finding the line well, gets to the right part of the track. As much as it's a very even sort of race, I could take $7 Daytona. And just where Mobstar ends up, it was outstanding, sure, in an easier race than this fresh. Um, Pretty sure it was gelded in that break. It just let down like a really good horse first up. And if Malin can have it anywhere within striking distance and get to that outside fence, gee, I reckon at $21, you've you got to have something on. You can't let it be a losing result um, at that price. I'll back both of them, Daytona and Mobstar at good prices. Okay. Well, you're right um, about Mobstar. Yeah. I was going to say you're What's right your about thoughts? Mobstar from that gate. Uh, look, I, I, like, I yeah. don't like, but I'm going to give West of Africa another chance. Oh, I like the run two back. I thought 1,600 metres would be ideal. Um, the tempo didn't suit that day, so you've got to forgive. I know back to 1,300 metres doesn't look good on paper, but I just thought if they are running on, uh, he might be one that can get home over the top of them, but not a great deal of confidence. But I'm interested in your thoughts on the wave. I like one in the wave, but she's... And we've got to be quick here. We've only got 30 seconds. Uh, she's second emergency, Thalassophile. Have you got one there you like? Yeah, I reckon it's a good chance. I just can't believe... I mean, head of state could win or run last. But at $21, yeah. I, I just have to have something on. He, he was $3 in a spring champion two preps ago. Um, blinkers on, trial good in blinkers. J-Mac for Wallace, $20. And having something there, probably save the cunning fox. All right. Will you be on track tomorrow signing autographs? Yeah, I'll be in the mounting yard doing some stuff on uh, on Twitter for the Gold Coast Turf Club. Excellent. Enjoy the day. Hope it's a winning one, Gibbo. Thanks for your time. Catch you uh, very shortly. Good luck, everyone. That's the Pundas made for this week. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We look forward to catching you next Friday afternoon at the same time where hopefully Sammy Highland might make a return appearance. Good luck, everyone.